Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash for your free audiobook download. It's October 9th, 2013. This is Idle Thumbs 127. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. And I'm Sean Vanneman. Good. We got and through that we one. We have been destroyed by the Yog. Well, I made out okay. I think it's worth remembering that... I think we've all been psychologically destroyed by eh. the Yog. Yeah, but... You've got to cope with the weight of everybody going blind, thanks to you. Yeah, but I'm still, you know, paying my rent. It's true. I think it's worth pointing out. Um, so we played a really cool, uh, um, very short kind of, tw- I would say, 20-minute long game called The Yog, which is um, the uh, – I already forget how it's spelled. Uh, Y-A – I think it's W-H-G. W-H-G. Yeah. W-H-G. The, yeah. the com. The Yog. It's a game by um, – with that's written and illustrated by Emily Carroll – who's uh, a pretty awesome um, illustrator on the internet. And uh, she also did uh, a few and little, in real life, a few I little bits for Gone Home. Yeah. Um, you know, she's great. I, I met her at the Gone Home launch party. Um, and uh, I don't remember who the other person is who made this game. But we... Which makes us cool. Which makes us super awesome. Well, it's a, you know, I know the person I'm familiar with. But uh, it's, uh, it's really cool. We played through it together. You can play through it with up to four people at the same computer, you each choose a character and then just go through um, this this very um, kind of straightforward series of uh, narrative choices and reactions. And you you and your you know companions have six weeks in this town before an unspecified event or disaster known as the Yog occurs. And so you're baking good with your time in whatever ways you see fit. For those six weeks, and then that happens, then more stuff happens. So you can, I'm not going to spoil it. You can either play it or you can just watch our stream of it at twitch.tv.slash idle thumbs. It's safe to say that Sean spent most of those six weeks drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's I spent definitely most of them safe getting to say that. Fights. Yeah. I might have gone up to an alchemist to the tower. Gardens, <laughs> trying to make out with a frog. That's true. So, you know, I mixed it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Fancy balls were attended. Anyway, I, yeah. We were- <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were making reference to my guy getting naked in the first act. Fancy balls were attended and observed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's one of those games. I don't really like know. It's five bucks, not a, right? Yeah, it's it five super, bucks. It's really, really great. It. It's also on Greenlight, so you could probably help them out by giving it the yeah, Greenlight yeah, yeah. vote if you just watch the stream and don't pay for it. Like, that'd be nice. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's I mean, very simple, like, interactive. I love games like this, though. Interactive fiction. I'm not saying that yeah. in, like... In a bad way. Yeah. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean simple, like, as a pejorative. Just, it's, but the fact that it is four players who, I mean, excuse me, are playing 
like their stories, at least ours didn't cross. I got the sense that maybe you could end up crossing paths with the aftermath of other people's events, but we didn't. Yeah. But it's cool just having the like the three parallel events that take place over six weeks. It feels like you're seeing the actual story of this town in a cool way. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because uh, the you game. Tell me why it's interesting. That's his a thing that I found interesting <laughs> was that the game tracks well like eight or nine different st- statistics for each character like character stats like uh, like a D and D yeah strength or physique or and finesse and charm and mind and magic and all these things, um, but and the money. game is super opaque about how those things actually affect what happens. So it's clear that there are there is a relationship between at least it seems that there is a relationship between your character's stats and the outcome of certain actions you can choose to pursue. Like if you, you know, um, get in a, in a physical altercation, it seems like if you have high enough physique, that's actually what causes it to work out in your favor rather than the other way around and so on. Um, but that stuff is really opaque. It's not like you're rolling a die and the screen is showing you what the numbers are and whether you made it or not. And I like how, I like that about it. Yeah, I like, I like that it a lot because too. that's the only the only thing that matters is the choice you make and the result. Like decisions right. aren't made based on comparing numbers to right, a not, minimum in your head. It you means know? you can't walk up to a decision and then know if I go left, I'm going to get three charisma. Right, exactly. Or have like a fifty percent chance of doing so. Right, you know? exactly. Like I, it's it's it, nice. it helps your your current stat sheet. <laughs> like it helps inform the choice at the moment where you're like, well, you know. I am a reasonably charismatic person. Maybe I will try to break yeah. up this fight. Yeah. But it doesn't – it's it's all about the lead-up, I guess, instead mm-hmm. of the – Well, it's also written in such a way that you don't always – you don't think of any of the choices you make in the way of success and failure. So even if you are going to attempt to do something and then you feel like you have a, a appropriate stat that's good enough to accomplish whatever event you've chosen, you pretty much – you can't expect the outcome. It's very rarely that – I mean, it, every once in a while it says, good, you did it. You did it. <laughs> but because the game is written well, the fun of the game exists in the unexpected space where you were successful in doing the thing that you set out to do, but a unexpected consequence yeah, happened. It, it makes mm-hmm. it seems like a game that would actually be increasingly fun, like directly proportionate to the size of the audience that's watching it happen. Like right. if, if you had four people up on a stage at a movie theater and you had an audience who was there knowing they were going to have to read some weird stuff and was into it, that would be the craziest experience right. of this game that could ever happen because yeah, yeah. the two choices would come up. Someone would have to make <clears throat> People would start shouting things. Yeah, and then the game tells you what happened because of what you did and it's usually unpredictable. So I think it, it's the sort of game that I think dr- would drive an audience crazy successfully. Like it seems mm-hmm. like a good... I mean, their trailer is that, I guess. It's just a group of friends who have never played it before. You just hear the audio of them going bananas when stuff happens. But mm-hmm. it, it seems like it'd be good. It's also illustrated really nicely. Like, if you follow Emily Carroll on Twitter and you've seen any of her artwork, it's that. It looks really good. It's really pretty. You were going to talk about Crusader Kings. Oh, yeah, I was. So <laughs> I I happen to know. I, I'm pretty sure I'm remembering this correctly. When I met um, Emily and her partner up at, in Portland at the Gone Home launch party, um, I think they're actually really into Crusader Kings, and th- it was it's funny because this game reminds me of the things that happen in Crusader Kings, like incidental things that happen in between the oh, right. like, like when, grand scheming. When the king decides to buy and maintain a bar for no reason. Right, and the game just gives you it's, – it's, it's treated exactly like that where you're just given these options about how you want to react. And they're, they're presented just in a straightforward narrative way without like – any of the kind of 
crazy like bureaucracy of the core game. They're just things your character has to do. Like I am going to set up this bar and and I'm going to charge gonna, two dollars for the <laughs> right. beer. Yep, and like I'm going to put all the salt in the food. Like just right, these, yep. all these dumb decisions, and like you just do them, and things happen, and it's and a lot of times it's funny or outrageous, and you end up getting character stats as a result of that sometimes. Um, but it, it was funny to see this game, which is basically just rips away all of the super arcane, um, kind of obscure feudalism. Um, mechanics of Crusader Kings, and it's just those parts. It's right. just the weird little incidental things that happen. Uh, and it was cool. I like that. I like when games um, kind of narrow in on the thing that they're about and just sort of say, that's it. That's what the game is. It's the thing that it is. That the reason you're playing it is because of this, and that's just what's in it, and that's it. I like that a lot. I mean, not that every game should be that. I'm glad Crusader Kings is the insane, you know, morass of mechanics it is because it does – that is one of the things that allows it to successfully feel like you're actually managing this insane bloodline and this political, you know, disaster at all times. So it's good that it is that, it is that way. Speaking of but I also like this, this thing. insane pile of everything, I'm just saying this for the record so that I guilt myself into doing it, but I put GTA Five into my Xbox and played <laughs> the first 40 minutes of it this morning. Yeah, what do you think? I think that I got 40 minutes into a GTA game, so I don't know enough. To, Did it start with like to, 35 minutes of cutscenes? No, it actually... Oh, good. Actually, yeah, to, to GTA V's super credit, it starts with like a second of cutscene, and then there's a a ton of interactive stuff, but it's not... still not the main game. It's a, right. it's a flashback from yeah. nine years ago that you played. And through. you're on like a specific yeah, you're, you're, narrative you're, track. Yeah, you're right, 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 track, right, right, and yeah. then, and then get, it cuts forward. Did you get through that stuff? Yeah. Okay. Um, I basically stopped halfway through the first mission of the game right before the city unlocks because I had stuff to do. Um, but I'm, I just wanted to say that I'm playing it on the podcast so that I then, so now people like, will like at reply you on Twitter and say, so how's that GTA 5 going? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I hope to get like five hours in at least by next week. So yeah. we'll see. I'll yeah. play some GTA 5. I played like two hours of it on Friday with a group of people yeah. on a projector. I didn't at really, a party. I didn't really get into it. Wait, I have like deja vu of you. Did that, was that last Friday? It was, was the Friday before. Friday. I haven't seen you since then. Did I see you this weekend? No, I know, but I just have deja vu of you saying that on a podcast, but maybe it was just you saying it to me in my life. And it, I just, was, cause it was. Okay. It was Friday night. Okay. Today is Monday. The, yeah. I didn't really like GTA San Andreas, which I know a lot of people think I'm a chump for that being people the case. Say some, some people say it's their favorite one. I know. But um, I can sort of, just even from watching other people play, like my friend Jared played a chunk of it at my house over the weekend. Of five, you mean? Of five, and I, shot, I saw you playing it. Uh, over the weekend, Sean, the scale of the world of five is crazily appealing to me. All the out, out seeing the outdoor stuff and just along the, the lines of San Andreas. Yeah, it's not. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy. I mean, I'm. This is not like newsflash. A lot of in content in GTA game, <laughs> but the thing that like the sort of moment that I had playing it on Friday that I have haven't had. In other GTA games, and it's probably more about where I am in my life and less about the actual scale of the game. But there are entire, there's, I couldn't even count. There's probably 20,000 slices of geometry in that world where you could just set a game or a scene of a game. Like, we went off of, over the road in the car, like, tumbled down a, a hill and then splashed into like the like the water line of a lake 
and we got out and we were underneath this sort of like burned out house and dock and there's nothing down there but i can definitely see being like this is where this section of this game takes place right, underneath this dock entire other video mm-hmm. game yeah like this this is yeah, such an amazing GTA. space well, so GTA. we went to like a shitty motel on the side of the road out in the desert and it's like this is just where a whole fucking game takes place in this shitty motel. Like, I want to open up this door, and there's going to be a guy in there, and he's going to have a whole thing going on. Well, it's probably going to give you a mission where it turns into a cover shooter. There were no doors to be opened in any... In, in, okay. No door. And that's like watching, because I was playing with my wife, watching her sort of poke at those the possibility seems, space yeah. seems is so interesting. She's like, can you go in that room? I was like, uh, probably not. The thing that's funny, though, is GTA 5, I bet you can go in more rooms than you can in any previous GTA game. Just well, yeah. They're all just inside of the hearts of those of those spaces. They're not going to be in the weird... Right, 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 right. In one weird old hotel. But you know that because you play video games. You right. know, but like the visual identifier for what is a door you can go into versus not go into <laughs> you is can tell a learned this is skill. One, can, one total texture on this wall rather yeah. than like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly you know, but you know if you don't have that yeah. very weird skill the game feels like even that makes it like a gamer's game versus somebody who can yeah. just pick it up and play well the other the other thing yeah the thing about it for me gta 5 is a game that i want to play but i i kind of only want to play one of the games that's inside it like it's i don't usually get hung up on like how much game costs or games cost or anything like that because whatever it's it is what it is but um i know that there's so such a huge percentage of gta 5 that is the stuff i don't like or want in it you know then there's the stuff i do which is just like cruising around this big, amazing environment, and like just you can get to that stuff pretty fast. In yeah, fact, that's all I did I know. for and my I, three hours. And of I it. and that's if I get the game, that's all I'm going to do. It's just always such a it's always such a bummer to me because I feel like I've just done that so much in GTA games already that I'm like, all right, I could do that again, which is fine. But you but can like, with my copy of GTA for a few hours. Yeah, I probably, you, I probably you, just, GTA film. Yeah, I probably as well do that. We definitely spent an hour of our three hours stealing jets from the airport yeah. and jumping out of them trying to land in swimming pools. <laughs> that sounds pretty that sounds pretty good. It was pretty fun. Um, yeah. Did you ever hit a swimming pool? Uh Nick Mastriani hit a pond at a golf course. Solid. Yeah. Acceptable. Yeah. Not the bad. rest of you guys splatted. And then he climbed on top of a bus. And then rode it like a surfboard all over West L.A., shooting people with rockets for as long. He had five stars by the time he was done. It was pretty impressive. That's pretty good. Yeah. But he was probably on that bus for 10 minutes solid. It's pretty good. Anyway, yeah. GTA. He did that after but that, So those are the two things that happened in the moment that Amelia came into the room and sat down and said, what are you playing? Right, and I was like, I don't even know how to tell you what you're about to see. And then Nick you're stole playing, playing a criminal simulator, a fucking G5 jet, yeah, and then skydived into a fucking golf course, right, and then murdered 300 civilians before being shot down. And she's like, "What is this? Yeah, it's bizarre, I don't right? really know." how to tell you what this is it's the story of a mobster and his two bank robber friends yeah don't you see he he has a problem in his life that he's trying to solve yeah he's yeah. trying to navigate his maze yeah he it's sure. a it's a taut social drama hon hold on she's the thing is actually because the game is so beautiful and so mm-hmm. well rendered when he flew this plane as far into the sky dome as possible, which is far like curvature of the earth far, very, very, very high. 
and jumped out of it. Mm-hmm. When the, you see the guy jettison himself from the jet, your heart. We were also playing it on like a giant, probably right. eight. I know foot, that feeling. Eight though. foot by yeah, ten foot projector. Game. Your heart just goes like yeah, yeah. into your throat. Where you just go. Yeah. That's a, that got close to what I imagine. My brain thinks that's gonna <laughs> feel like so, when I die. This is a weird, stupid tension in an airplane. Too, but I was looking at. For someone linked it on Twitter, but someone has made a first-person mod for the new Saints Row. <coughs> oh yeah, that was Saints crazy. Row Four, because that game is usually third-person, like GTA. Right. But they, someone has just hacked a camera into the guy's <laughs> head, and they, the tutorial is like, select these clo- this clothing item to make the character's head disappear, so like you know, so you don't see the inside of their mouth and stuff. Right. But the one, there's one moment in the video that this that the guys uploaded where someone does one of those huge like third-person leaps across the entire city that I guess you do and things like. Uh, Saints Row or Crackdown or Crackdown or something yeah but that in first person it just looked like Mirror's Edge or something but times like 10,000 it was a whole city underneath you but just that jump yeah it was crazy when when they got to like the apex of the jump I had been I was watching it full screen and I did that though I just went like I got vertigo and fear for a second and then the guy yeah. landed and I was like that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen I guess I should play Saints Row 4 with the first person mod that will never happen but uh, I saw it on YouTube <laughs> it was crazy anyway sorry it's totally unrelated no 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 rubbing salt into the wounds of the Saints Row boosters who were like he's true. gonna he's gonna play it I'm not gonna do that true oh. confession the real reason Chris <laughs> that I linked you that first person mod page before I watched the trailer was because of the horrible animated gif in, that was the logo that was just I, like I know. <laughs> A Photoshop glow pulsing four times. <laughs> and then I clicked play on the YouTube video and went, oh, this is actually really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Games. Mm-hmm. I will... Oh, I'm I, not going to keep playing GTA Five. I got to play a little bit of GTA Five. It actually gave me nostalgia for Red Dead Redemption, which I might go back mm. and play. I've been finishing games lately. It's a weird thing. Nice. What have you finished? Arkham City. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I'm almost at the end. There's a hilariously weird thing at the end of Arkham City. First off, the story is ludicrous, but... Surprise. First, you're Batman. <laughs> you are a Batman. So you're a Batman. Get this. In this game, you play this guy who dresses up kind of like a bat, and he goes to this jail. But it's like, city. It's a it's city like a jail. City now. This jail is like a whole city, for one thing. The guy in charge is a clown. I don't know. Did they think this was cool? What were they... Who made this? There's Rock steady games. <laughs> One of whom freezes you. Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's always saying things like "cool ice, cool freezing ice, Chill ice to out. meet you, ice to meet you, cool freezing freeze." I don't know. Weird. So you've played it. <laughs> he's not in that game, is he? Oh. Yeah, of course he is. Oh, he is. Yeah, it's <laughs> actually not Arnold Schwarzenegger. It doesn't say "cool as ice." No, his his boss encounters is actually really good. It's sort of adventure game esque. You're using the environment to thwart him. It's mm-hmm. actually nice. Um, cool. And so I played 19 hours of Arkham City, which is a lot of video game for me. Mm-hmm. And then I did stop playing it. I can't remember why necessarily. I might have like moved my computer. Like, I remember I you think, talking about it like a I year I think ago. it was like a life thing. Like I moved my computer or like uh-huh. I went on a trip. Sure. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 And then you were also disappointed by the Catwoman DLC at the time. I remember that was also oh, I was very disappointed by the Catwoman DLC by its absence on your machine, but it taunting you inside of the with game trophies that yeah. I could always oh, see. Oh, right, that sounded really dumb. Right, right. Um, it's fine, whatever. Uh, you know what got me to replay it was you showing me that that screenshot company. 
What oh, are no, those guys are called? Company, but it just, Who are those guys? Through, we were looking through the Dead End Thrills website. Oh, Dead End yeah. Thrills. We were looking that at Dead End Thrills. Site. I'm like, God, that's a fucking beautiful game. I, yeah. I, I have that game on my computer? Yeah. <laughs> so I got back into playing, and yeah. fucking, yeah, it looks great. God, has that guy done any GTA Five shots yet? I don't know. There's no PC GTA Five. Oh, right. When there is, he will. Yeah. They put up a ton of Dishonored stuff recently, you know, which is just amazing. But in all, in yeah. all likelihood, I'll probably just get that game when it comes out on Steam. Just so that... Listeners don't get their hopes up before. <laughs> It'll be ten to fifteen dollars less. It'll look better. I know. Yeah. Okay. Also, like at this point, this is not a thing that applies to anyone really. But just the way I think about console games at this point, like I'm so I so infrequently play console games that when I go out and buy a console game, I feel like I'm like it was weird doing going to buy GTA Five. Yeah, it feels you like I'm doing it. something. I it's like. It to go buy this console game and a disc and put it in this machine and like it feels like a process but i know that the way that i want to play gta 5 is not like time to get my 60 dollars worth out of this disc that i bought for my video game yeah. machine it's just like i just kind of want to load it up and chill out in the world for a while and then just that is what i want out of that game learn an instrument <laughs> you were talking about batman though i want to hear your batman <clears throat> oh i want to hear your batman these are going to be Batman Arkham City spoilers because I have to. Okay, I so really you've, have you've to. been warned. This game's, what, 18 months old or something? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. The new one's coming out soon, so it's okay to talk about it. There's another one already? Yeah. It's Arkham uh, Legends. Origins. Origins. It's, no, 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 what, no, no. Seriously? It's Batman <laughs> fucking Silver Era. No, is that it? No, no, no. This is the one. There's oh, a search. Arkham, it's Batman Arkham Silver. Silver. You use Google it to cool Batman your CPU. Google. Batman I just Google? searched. I, my brain Batman meant Google game. is a blues musician. <laughs> I meant Batman game, but then as I was saying it, my Scott brain meant Google. Batman Google. <laughs> Yahoo. Batman. <laughs> oh my god, it is Batman. Dis- Batman set to begin again in Arkham Origins game. Yeah. Why are they? D- is it like a disease? Batman is there like one of those ants that like that like implants your brain with a virus that makes you do things that it just crawls? One of those the- ants. You, you referred to that like it's an actual biological creature, a mind-changing ant. Well, it's like a, a bacteria that, like, it's like a spore that There's infects probably, an ant. Oh, yeah, brain. or an ant. There's like, probably like an ant or like a fucking, weevil. That that's not that. Yeah, it's probably what? a brain it's a weevil. a creature that lives in the world that makes animals' brains do weird things. That exists. It's true. It's a real fucking thing. Yeah, you I know. Watch videos no, of I this. get it. Yeah, yeah. Terrifying. I don't need anything in it's my brain. Petrifying. I don't know. I have a dream. I have, sometimes I fear that I have a tapeworm or something. It's got nothing on the crazy spore that infects your brain. Like, you're at least aware of what the tapeworm is doing to you, kind of. But the, I think of the, the spore was in my brain. Somebody could whisper in my ear, this thing's fucking eating your brain. And then I would know, and then I'd freak out, and I'd kill myself. You would still do the thing that it's making you do. You'd be like, it's totally scary. I have to eat these. It's like weird one spice. <laughs> like this one tuber. Well, you know, that God, they do crazy that things. One like, spice. one of them makes ants, like, crawl up to like the high point on ferns and stuff and it, it's so specific it makes them orient themselves in a precise direction like a specific angle to the sun like they crawl and position themselves that way at a specific angle so that the like crazy thing that gr- that splits their head open and grows out of their head like gets the proper sunlight angle that's how specific the brain directions are it's insane i don't think ants had it's brains i thought they were a decentralized nervous system Whatever, however it works, it makes their their self. What are you reading? Things. Nothing. I'm waiting for Batman. No, no. It, to find for Batman Google. To find this. <laughs> um, okay, I know this is a real thing that I'm saying. I just don't know what it's called, so I don't know how to search for it. It's but. fine. Search for bug that infects <laughs> bug brain. 
I really got to finish this now? Yeah, the I developers of the upcoming video game Batman Arkham Origins are taking the character back to basics for the third installment in Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment's popular Arkham series. Our brains itch, says <laughs> lead designer. Oh, man, it's set during the second year of Bruce Wayne's tenor as the Dark Knight. That's cool. Spider-Man. <laughs> it's actually funny because uh, I... I know that the voice actor who does Batman is like a guy, and he does Batman for Sully. real. Um, is it the cartoon? The animated I don't know. Batman? I'm just really un- un- uneducated about those things. But Mark Hamill does the Joker, and is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, like the really stilted, like like clunky Batman up against this really dynamic Mark Hamill as the Joker that happens three or four times in the game. Ugh, kills me every time. <laughs> every time, because Batman doesn't. Because he, I guess, he's because the player. He's the player character. He doesn't like emote or gesture in these dialogues. Right. And even in the cutscenes, he's very like, very like feels like he's got like a two by four of his back, but Mark Hamill's performance and the Joker animation is all fucking really good. So I remember being good. I played the first Arkham game, the Arkham Asylum. Yeah. It's like, it's more of the same when it comes to the Joker. That's what what I said. Yeah. Um, you get to a point in the game where like the bad guys who are, doing shit in the city pull off their bad thing Mm -hmm. um i can't remember the name of it now god i literally played it three hours ago and batman gets trapped underneath a bunch of rubble after defeating the joker and all of his minions which is a good fight it was a good boss fight it was fun and then batman gets kind of like like he's effectively getting dead or he's stuck and then it cuts to Catwoman, which it has done a couple times earlier in the game. And you're continuing her thread of the story. And you go and you pickpocket some dudes and you break into this. Those of you play as Catwoman now. Oh, that happens a couple times. Yeah, it does happen actually in the story. It doesn't ha- Or you can just get the full on Catwoman DLC and play right. through the whole thing as Catwoman, I guess. But you get to the end of like her story. She like finally gets back the, um, like these like, artifacts or some sort of like MacGuffin that she needs or wants because it's valuable from a safe gets them is walking out. And then as you're walking as Catwoman, you see Batman in trouble and it goes, go left to save Batman <laughs> or go right to leave Arkham city. And then like, and she's sitting there holding like her, her right. get and like, well, I'm fucking leaving Arkham City. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's what this character does in this version of this game that I play. Absolutely. Like, Selena Kyle doesn't go and save Batman. Are you joking? So I walk to the right, down a hallway. She, like, is talking while I'm doing this. She mm-hmm. says something like, screw him. And I open the door, and I walk out, and I walk into this alleyway. And I walk up these stairs, and I walk out into the street carrying her loot. And then the credits roll. Like, oh, game shit. fucking over. So you did finish. And there's all these threads that are like... Or is there a classic co- classic comic book movie post-ending? Well, there's all these threads that have been left un- like unclosed. Like the Mr. Freeze thread is still open. The Joker thread. I don't even know what like the fucking villain's goal was or anything. And I'm just walking into the street in the credits roll. I'm like, right. that is the weirdest, kind of ballsiest <laughs> ending? Screw him, Batman. Yeah! <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So I like... I just sort of sat there and went, well, fucking, hey, thank God, actually, I beat it. It's done. <laughs> then, I swear to you. Does Batman's fist punch out of the trash like fucking Super Shredder? No. <laughs> they did it wrong. Okay. <laughs> what they did do was literally you hear, like, the chick 
of like a rewind button and then the credits go it walks you all the way back into the vault where you got her get like you got her her loot and she's standing there again yeah and it just you goes really replay what? so i walk out of the vault yeah i walk right up to the t intersection of the hallway left to save batman right to leave arkham city yes yeah, so you leave again of course yeah so I walk up to the door, I go to open the door, and Selena Kyle goes, I can't leave Batman. What? I'll hate myself. And then you Somebody have to go, someone. and then you have to go and finish the rest of the game. Man, that, that, I don't know. So I that. basically went, and no, but then what's funny is I dropped her loot. I couldn't carry it with me anymore. And I, like, do some Catwoman stuff. Like, I basically traverse 100 meters of game space, not very far. Mm-hmm. I find Batman underneath the rubble. I lift up a piece of rubble that's about the size of this table. Batman gets up, and he goes, I have to finish what I started. And leaves! <laughs> and now I'm Batman again. Like, I literally walked... What? Like, Batman could have... <laughs> it's fucking so weird. What a weird... What? I have to... I want to... Sh- we should watch it on YouTube or something. I have to show you. <laughs> I don't know. The version of my that brain... That is bizarre. Is pretty, it was incredibly bizarre to play. It was... It's one of those things where it's like... Sometimes you can make a choice in life that is so fucking bold, but if you undo it, it's like 10 times wussier than had you just not made the choice. Right, of course. You know what I mean? So like, it's like, it'd be like saying like, will you marry me? And then she like goes, oh my God, oh my God. And you go, psych. Actually, yeah. like, you know. <laughs> Help Batman. <laughs> Sorry, actually. I, you know, I, right here. Fuck, I can't. And then Batman gets up and Fuck, leaves. I can't. No, I can't marry you. Oh, fuck. Uh. Anyway, I, I, so I got to finish where I started. Like, you, exactly, you know? Had you just let things be the same, Ugh. everything would have been fine. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was like that. Or it's like somebody had his... Ugh, I want to know the fucking story of this idea. Once Batman's safe, though, you can go back to marrying that person. Yeah, of course. He's, he's off on his own adventure now. He's fine. Yeah. That would work. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was so I almost finished a video game. I finished a video game in my mind, which I think is good enough. Your true end was Catwoman saying <laughs> F this and just walking. Yeah, out. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm kind of just willing. Yeah, to... man. I'm all about those like true ends of video games that are way better true than the like. I had one in games. Skyrim too. Yeah. Yeah. Like video Ew. game endings are, are just. Did man, you ever talk about the true end of Skyrim? Most of the time. It's really dark. I basically went all the way through the Assassin's, the Assassin's Guild Brotherhood thing, which is a wonderful storyline. You should totally play it. Or get far enough into the game to get through it. It's really, really fun. The characters are super dynamic and really, like, memorable. I became a master murderer. <laughs> Went to the next town where I thought, like, the next story thread I was going to tease out was would be. Yeah. It was in the middle of it, and then the character, like, didn't... The character said something really... Like, the char- the NPC said something really stupid to me, or it was a bad line of dialogue, and I got annoyed. And then I realized that it was the first time in the game where if I got annoyed, I could just kill anybody... So I killed every living person in this town, <laughs> every single living person in this town, starting with the king, <laughs> and then walked out and stood in the snow, like the swirling, like, oh, man. And I had this like moment where I'm like, oh, I can't undo that. I'd never done that before. Yeah, I'd never yeah, killed yeah. A, yeah. like a civilian, and I killed every civilian I could. Right. Like, Cut to black. And I just fucking Hear shut it off. for five. That literally like, all the floor, like, it's like done. Yep. That's it. And I have not played Skyrim since that moment. <laughs> That's solid. You can't beat it. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. What are you going to do? Exactly. Yeah. I was drunk with power. So just as a quick aside here, 
Uh, this is that brain. Ophiocordyceps unilateralis is a parasitoidal fungus that infects ants and alters their behavior. The ant falls from the tree where it normally lives, climbs on the stem of a plant, clamps its mandibles on a leaf, and dies there, while the fungus consumes its tissues and grows outside of it, releasing its spores. The infected ants are popularly known as zombie ants. This is a prime example of a parasitoid that alters the behavior of its host in order to ensure its own reproduction. Possessed ants march to their death, and the fungus lives on inside the exoskeleton. How fucked up is that? That's really fucked up. Yeah. Then there's It feels like a shorter jump to go from that to a real life last of us than to go from nothing like that existing on the in, on the globe to that to oh yeah no thing. nature you know what I mean? is from nothing up. Oh, yeah. to the ant we can't think is of such things a that are giant more bigger than jump than the ant to us <clears throat> you know what i mean yeah yeah and then from us to the last of us Oof. You're gonna read more ant facts. It's just there's just more. It's just else terrifying. To if you oh, read more about this shit, mind. it's it's really scary. I'll save it for the end. <laughs> okay. Um, I got more video games I've been playing. You're all about those games. You just start a video game company. All you do is sit around and play other video games. That's I read. It. I <laughs> got a I book. Heard you. Well, I know that. Well, no, I got a book. I've been working the, in, the, got... in the video game industry for years, and as we all know, what's Tim doing right now? Uh, you know, you get paid to play video games. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's been really good. Sometimes you got to tighten up those graphics, but most of the time, a lot of video games. Most of the time, you play video games for money. Yeah, this one is for pleasure. So, on what system have you been playing? You son of a bitch! This guy. What? Luigi, yeah, on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. Mm-hmm. You only play games with like dark story. The like only dark reason past. I okay, so there's two reasons I bought it. Luigi One Origins. because it had yeah, a dark, dark a dark, a dark past, which I appreciate. There was three reasons then. <laughs> Reason two. <laughs> reason one, dark past. Reason one, dark past. Reason two, Jake sold me so... And, like, look, not just on the podcast. Look, you can stop a podcast. You can just stop listening to this. You probably already have. Well, you can't because we're doing it. Right. But then I spend the rest of my week with Jake where he's doing nothing but talking about Mario 3D <laughs> Land. It just keeps following me around. It's not just here. Oh, so that was your 3DS? No. No, this oh. is my 3 Right here, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. oh yeah. Oh, look at that. That's oh. not my. That's not my. notice oh. these Zelda gold. Oh, I thought that maybe that was Jake. Well, uh, there's one right there too, right behind you. Oh god, they're everywhere. There's two 3ds's <laughs> in this room now, so get ready. For, get ready for that shit. Waiting for yours. You should get a 2ds. The the wedge, the slice of cheese. Oh, the big weird one. Yeah. yeah were they like? That is an out? unappealing looking device. Well, let me tell you. Your birthday's in a year. Damn it, Christmas is coming up. <laughs> You got that new Pokemon. Apparently, that's good. Don't you start. So, yeah. A, so I wanted to just... He sold me so hard on that game that I was like, okay, I got to get 3D Land. Mm-hmm. But then I th- said to myself, look, they're bo- like it's $40. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can't... I'm, not that like that's like going to put me in the poorhouse or anything, mm-hmm. but like I can't talk about it on the podcast after this. Only just to say, yeah, dude, it's fucking good. Um, which I would have more to say. It's a Mario game. Yeah, there's a whole another layer of that onion for you to. I haven't. I have not yet peeled that onion. Yeah. So, but then I saw that Luigi's Mansion was also very well received, and th- so that was the second reason. I was like, "Well, cool, I'm not going to get 3D land, but I want to get a game for this thing because it's uh-huh. sitting here." And then the third reason was I legitimately felt guilty, like seriously felt guilty buying a Mario game in the year of Luigi. 
because I feel like it's an actual like I've actually I have fucking crossed sending over the wrong message and Nintendo. it's actually a thing that worked I think the right message is being sent I think the message is that we need more Luigi in the world is fine yeah I, oh, I know I meant he would have been sent in the exactly wrong message. Oh, I yeah, 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 yeah. your dollars were not supporting Luigi in the year of Luigi right I just felt so bad so bad and of course I buy Luigi's Mansion in the first opening cutscene his like his cooler like more athletic brother is referenced twice and Luigi's just like <laughs> he makes a noise like that when he yeah. just gets shit on yeah but Luigi's Mansion is fucking good I'm gonna say a sentence that is gonna sound dumb go for it but it like reminded me what a video game is it is just a fucking oh, video game it is just a fucking <laughs> video game it's You're... been so long i mean i played that batman game which is a video game but like it's still trying to be a movie sometimes oh, and sure. it's still That's trying to mean. be this yeah. thing sometimes this is just video game it's a nintendo game it's like your child right 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 right, right, right. That's, That's what i mean, what you mean. like yeah. it's like exactly Sean's childhood definition of a video game right. is like this is just a fucking video game. Mm -hmm. No, just go into the place and do the challenges just and walk into a room, suck up ghosts. But it's great because it's basically a Mario adventure game, and it's a better adventure game than most point-and-click adventure games are these days. It's really good. Um, it is, a, yeah, it's just a straight-up adventure game. I had never played a Luigi's Mansion game. I only had looked at the videos when the GameCube came out. So I Same. thought that I thought that all you really did was suck up ghosts, and then like a door would open, basically. But what I didn't know is that you can suck up every other goddamn thing in the house because Luigi has that mm -hmm. vacuum cleaner on him. Um, but the thing that cracked me up about that is that I guess this takes place in the Super Mario Brothers world, so there are round, big round gold coins with a one on them. But then also there's just gems and dollar bills, so Luigi just loose the shit out of these houses, <laughs> yeah. where he's just like sucking the vacuum uh, on the wall or something, and then a picture frame comes off. Like 20 Mario coins come up, and then also just like a stack of cash starts flirting around, <laughs> which he also just walks on to pick up. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Luigi I actually found a stack, like a little, like a, like, a foot high stack of cash in a mattress. When you used the bag, it up. did it one bill at a time. It, it, went, it went everywhere. Oh, there's money that's one everywhere. Like it was like the hurricane so money grab. Yeah, right. it was so good. Because <laughs> the designer who realized, they're like, well, you know, this isn't technically a Mario game. We can put, we could actually just put currency in this, like, like cash. Like that realization plus well, the vacuum was just sort of like. Fun. Yeah, a eureka moment. Also, oh, I don't, it's so good. I don't remember the GameCube one well enough because I never actually owned it, but I don't remember if it had the same diorama-style cameras as this does because this game, mm. Luigi's inside of a haunted house. Like It's very much like <clears throat> a cartoony Nintendo version of like the Resident Evil house, but it's full, filled with little cartoon ghosts. But the entire thing is shot from a fixed perspective, so yeah. it's always... The camera, there's it's a... It's always like one-point perspective, like, yeah. uh, like a Wes Anderson movie or something. So. Basically, there's just an invisible fourth wall. The, yeah. you're, you're, the camera can, like, truck in on but, and truck out, but that, that's like, it. When you, when you go through a door on the left or the right side of the screen, it yeah. literally just... It's like Animal Crossing has that same perspective. Doesn't it where it just pushes... The, yeah, but... yeah, I guess But not, it has the same perspective, but not the same stylistic choice that yeah, you're where saying. Yeah, you where you go through the door, and it does do the, the shoebox diorama thing of just moving into the next screen, but you seeing... The in-between the walls. The in-between the walls yeah. go by. What's crazy is it works I went through a secret passage where I sat in a toilet and it like did like the Indiana Jones fireplace like 180. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then as I was getting flung through the wall, I could see coins in between the walls. Oh, that's great. And I was like, oh, I got to get those coins out of there. I still haven't yeah. got them out of there. But yeah, there was, oh my God, I got into, so I got into a room, a secret room between the walls that was called the secret pocket. <laughs> 
It was just such a hilarious description of the name because I'm like foyer, hallway, library, secret pocket. Well, yeah, most houses built but before 1900. It's rare uh, for the the secret pocket to be left in the original condition. Oh, this is a pristine yeah, pocket. Yeah. yeah, untouched pocket. It's a mint pocket. Really good. Original Very finishing good. in the secret pocket. But yeah, it just feels like and, an and adventure game it. to me. It made, it made me feel like playing, like I was playing a, obviously way less verbose and not as inventory driven. It's like a um, Nintendo-y Day of the Tentacle, right? Yeah, that's what it feels yeah. like to me. Yeah. It's freaking good. It's weird. Oh, I love it. I'm thinking about it right now. It's funny that... Lu- We're going to go to Dear Mom after this? I'm just going to play Luigi's Mansion. You guys are going to have to sit there and talk to <laughs> each other. I'm going to be in a bar as an yes. adult people, people are probably just listening playing a going, Nintendo game. Finally. But- <laughs> and somebody's going to come up to me and go, oh, look at that guy that's playing as Nintendo, and they're going to be oh right. Oh, my God. We never talked about this. This was fucking funny. Nick and I went to Dear Mom, like, um, this was, uh, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago at this point, and it was like, you know, 10 or 11 at night. We, so we ordered food. We ordered some drinks. We sat down at, like, one of the big tables. All the booths were taken, and the booth – we didn't realize this when we walked in. The booth like directly to our left was full. It was like seven people crammed in there with an Oculus Rift. Oh, yeah. I saw this. And, like, a, you saw this? No, I, well, you guys tweeted about it. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. And, like a laptop and then a guy in an Oculus Rift. And it was fucking weird. I'd never seen an Oculus Rift outside of work, like outside right, of my right. job, which is a video game studio. And then there's one in a bar, you know, in a public place – in in the, like the least appropriate place that Dear Mom's fucking reputation is a weird place just keeps I know. going up though. Oh man, if that guy's the, there tonight, the I'm not even going to feel weird. The thing that was the the craziest the thing that was unsettling and hilarious about it was that the guy who was playing was on the end, so he was closest to the exterior of the the booth, so closest right. to us. And he he just whatever he was doing and whatever game he was playing you know, you, you look around in that game by physically turning your head, and he spent 75% of the time with his head at a 90-degree angle, like, effectively staring, staring right out of the at booth. us. <laughs> so we're just looking – we're th- this guy, like, wearing this huge apparatus, just looking right at us, and it felt like – like a horror movie or something because right. he has no like eyes. Like one of those like eyeless, like you know, Guillermo like, del Toro monsters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, with the eyes in his you know, hands. Like, <laughs> when someone is looking directly in your direction, it's even like, if you know they can't see well, you, like the, it the, still feels like right. they're looking at you. Well, like and, that's as effective right. when someone has blacked out sunglasses exactly. their faces but, just turned towards exactly. you. Exactly. It just makes right. it look weird. It because you're an animal. Because yeah, yeah. you're like, what? Why are you looking at me if you can't see me? Like that's what it felt like. It was this huge weird Your animal brain is like, screaming. David Cronenberg like videodrome shit where it's like big crazy video apparatus but staring all he does at is you. Stare exactly at you. Yeah, with right. his head at a 90 degree angle, which is very what unnatural. What you don't know is that his Oculus Rift just had a camera projected on it that was <laughs> on your face. Right. So he was just staring right. at you. Me going like, look at that guy. What's he doing? Right. He's saying like boop, 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 boop. like Terminator <laughs> Vision saying you know, you have been identified, spotted, suspect. Emotion, uncertainty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, that was, it was fucking But he was seeing that well, also thinking that he was skydiving. <laughs> it was yeah. odd. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I, no, no, I stupidly want to keep talking about <laughs> Luigi's Mansion, even though I didn't even, I only hey, played like two minutes of it. The feeling that I enjoyed the most about Luigi's Mansion was going into. There's a lot of feelings to enjoy. Going into a room, and these rooms are really rich. Like the lighting is good. The the, the art in this game yeah, is really it's, pretty. It's just Top an notch. incredibly dense room. Just like it is an old sort of abandoned haunted mansion. So there's carpets on the ground. Are you know uh, suits of armor, tons of photos and tapestries and fireplaces and vases and stuff. But you go into a room, and at least most of the rooms that you went into when you first walked into the room. 
there was nothing happening. Like it was it was a notable event when you went into a room and it was already boisterous and going. Right. Crazy. It was generally dark and scary. So the whole way that this game works is by you going into a room and then using the vacuum cleaner to poke and prod at stuff. Or opening just open a drawer with or, X. Oh yeah, just, yeah just, with your hands. But yeah. you're just you're interacting with all of the specific tiny items in this room and then wacky ghosts come popping out or you'll do a weird thing like use the vacuum and notice that the corner of the rug is coming up through physics and then back up with the vacuum on and then the rug rolls up and there's a tile on the ground that you yeah, there's like on. a pressure switch yeah and then like and then that does another thing in the that room. turned off the fireplace the yeah fireplace, this is a classic then, adventure game which then led you down into another secret room but just yeah it's nice to be playing a game that is a nintendo game that is partially player paced where sort of your exploration of the space is what causes events to occur that exactly. you have to deal with mm. like you then which is very non if you're, nintendo if you just yeah. go crazy and just wreck the room a ton of ghosts come yeah. out and then you're having to deal with three or four ghosts at a time like it's 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 cool and having all that happen with the like triple a nintendo cartoon polish like the sound effects loop in that game is really good the stupid sound when a ghost or any object gets sucked up is the most satisfying thing in the world it's good luigi gets nervous and sings with the music that is also so good (laughs) yeah it's weird it actually a lot of the things that i think we talked about when we talked about uh audio and games way back we were talking about um that one reader mail we were talking about mario galaxy how it has like really nice playful interactive music it has really satisfying uh sounds all the time this game has that but it has like luigi's version of it where he gets nervous and sings along instead of there being yeah it's weird it's really good yeah it's cool he has a cell phone that is actually a ds that has an obscure mario ringtone it's very good <laughs> yeah it's the game is awesome i really like it very much sounds good i'm yeah. not very far thanks to nick herman at telltale for recommending this Stupid game. Yeah, it's really good. I call it stupid, but that's because I love it. Yeah. Luigi. I feel for your kids one day. What? I, I, I call it stupid <laughs> because I love it. Oh. <laughs> You're stupid. Uh, I love It's because I love you. Fucking idiot. <laughs> you want to take a break? Uh, do we? I guess so. Yeah, let's take a break. Okay. Goodbye. Video games. We would like to thank our sponsor for this week, Audible. You can go to audiblepodcast.com slash wizard for a free audiobook download. And, and a free month of subscription. It's in a honey of a deal, Chris. <laughs> can you believe it? Oh, I believe it all right. I also I've believe done it. it. You should. I asked. Chris and I are having I wasn't consulted about whether or not this Audible deal is believable or a honey of a deal which it is it is (laughs) okay so the uh reader recommend comes from will our friend will smith at uh, a tested.com he recommends bitter seeds by ian trigillus trigillus we're gonna get a fucking shitload of email now (laughs) about my miss my 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 shaming or my my lack of respect for this notable author Mm -hmm. it's narrated by kevin another last name pariso pariso uh, he says it's great and British. Check it out. And we have an idle thumbs recommend for the week. Chris? Chris, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, we're going to recommend The Dispossessed by Ursula K. Le Guin. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the funny thing about Le Guin is that she's ultimately, I would say, a writer of anthropological fiction. In other some words, would say she was sci-fi. Well, I would say she creates fantasy and science fiction worlds not to explore alternate past or futures, but to contemplate possible cultures, different ways of knowing and being in the world. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me give you just an example. Um, The Dispossessed, this novel, 
documents the cultural clash between a peaceful anarchist society on an impoverished planet and their capitalist neighbors on a resource resource rich world. We don't. Yeah. I wonder what like inspired her to write like this. Um, I would say she was likely influenced by her parents, the noted cultural anthropologists and authors Alfred and Theodora Kroeber. Wow, you know just inherently a ton about Ursula I just, K. Le Guin. I know so much about Ursula K. Le Guin. Because I know some of the readers took umbrage with your uh, reference to her as a children's author, but it mm. seems like she's more of an author of the people. Well, you know what I would say about that allegation I would say she's indeed written many books specifically for children and adolescents, and her Wizard of Earthsea series is equally appealing to younger and older readers. So I would say my impression of that was not entirely baseless. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Sit corrected. Yeah. So do the rest of the readers. Yeah. Well, All of them. you know, maybe you'll think about this next time you, you criticize my, my off-the-cuff remarks about a no- noted author. Never will again. No. So, uh, com slash wizard, The Dispossessed by Ursula K. Le Guin. Uh, you, you just gotta get it. You gotta get it. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Gotta have the stuff. Video games. Hello. 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 Okay. It said that he doesn't say Mario. He's not looking for Mario. Oh, that's right. In Luigi's Mansion One, he's looking for Mario. Mm. Yeah. No, he knows right. He knows where he knows where Mario is. This time, he's in it for the money. He's in it for the bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Fat stacks. We back. So we're back. We're back. What the heck was that? Where's the energy, pal? We're back. Oh man, you excited about reader mail, Jake? I, I, yes. All so right. this is mail from you, the readers. Please write us at questions at idlethumbs.net with your great questions. Please yeah. do. Write us a ton of mail this week. Like a million reader mails. Anything. About anything. Good ones. What only. you should have for dinner? Nope. Only good ones. Cool good ones. places to take your girlfriend? No, nope. just good ones. I mean, that would be fine if it's in the San Francisco area. That'd be helpful. <laughs> yep. But Only in that circumstance. Um, We're going to get like 12 of those. How to do a French realize. braid? Nope. If it's a Nobi Nobi boy, yes. It's not hard. All right. Anyway, Jonathan Anderson writes, Spelunky Explorers Club. I've been watching the Spelunky Explorers Club, poor, poor Nick Brecken, and I've noticed a strange yet compelling side effect of the format. From the beginning of each video, I know exactly how long the run will be, simply because the video player itself has a countdown clock attached. It adds a certain fatalism to the experience. The player will usually die at the end of the video at the appointed time, and the player progresses unaware of the time, place, or circumstance. It's a particularly it's good. Yeah, it is good. It's a particularly interesting sensation when the player's narration is in specific contrast to the impending <laughs> death clock. Confidence seems hollow when the viewer knows there's only ten seconds left on the clock. The most interesting example so far has to be Chris's run for the sixth of October. As the clock was ticking down, the ghost appeared from the direction of the exit. I was sure that I was seeing the end coming, and the timer itself added quite a bit of tension to the scene. Then, after a miraculous recovery and a deft sidestepping of the ghost, the inevitable march of the video promised that that victory would be short-lived. <laughs> that, that is really good. I remember that. I, I was, like, stoked to get away from the ghost in, like, the nick of time. But then I'm, you know, whatever. Completely coincidentally, I've been watching a lot of How I Met Your Mother recently, a show whose storyteller whose storytelling is predicated entirely on spoiling the end. All this makes me wonder how the concept of a non-sequential presentation might be integrated into mechanical gameplay. A great example of this is World 1 and Braid, but I'd love to see more. Thanks, Jonathan. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that observation. That's really good and weird, and it reminds me of a dumb thing about me. So I'll just talk about that. 
do it. Um, Before we all jump on to that, go ahead. <laughs> oh, go ahead if you have an answer. Well, well I had a dumb thing about Jake too, but I want to hear oh, this first. No, it's just when the iPod first came out and the way that it the way that it represents time in songs, it shows on the left. What? I'm sorry, is that again? The, the iPod. Oh, the iPod. Where it shows time elapsed on the left of the like playback scrubber and time remaining on the right side. Mm-hmm. And I would constantly find myself when it gets to like the last eight seconds, just wondering always how is this the end of the song? Like, what, how are they going to like, you know, where I, I like my brain would yeah. start thinking about it backwards where I'd be like, okay, the people performing this song, no, they only have like five seconds left. So they've got to turn this around and close it out, but it doesn't sound like they are. And like, I don't know why that started yeah. making my brain do that, but just, I just started processing the final quarter of every piece of new music listened to for the first time on my iPod that way. So hearing him, no Tom Petty song was like that, by the way. None. They out. all fade out <laughs> for like every a time. minute. <laughs> yeah. But hearing him talk about processing Spelunky runs that way, like totally maps in my brain to that where you're like, okay, well, it's, that's getting, it. it's, it's coming yeah. to it. But it, in this case, it's not prepared. It actually is like right. that. Yeah, an well, arrow. In general, that just, it, that just speaks to, I think, how media like uh, music and, and video content and so on is – I feel like the amount of time things take – in in that in media feels really different than how time feels in other things. Like right. You get so much out of a second. That's what blows my mind when, music when I was watching those countdowns. Video. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like it's crazy. You can right. get so much in there, um, which is one of the things actually that ma- drives me bonkers about how long games are. By the way, <laughs> because you can get a lot with a little. But anyway, that's not the point. Uh, it is shocking how much can happen in like ten seconds. I mean, Spunky well, like, is an extreme example. His example of that. of that is really good, though. Of like, he's like, okay, that ghost is going to kill Chris, and the rest of it is just going to be post game wrap up. Oh, he made it out. Okay, yeah. so, like twist, 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 and then yeah, you, yeah, and yeah. then you died. Yeah, like, that's yeah. cool. Right? Yeah, and like, you know, it's it, past a, past a point. It's inevitable, but uh, the retrospective life is like that though too, which is so frightening. You're just like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Okay, I'm paralyzed. You know, like that happens, and that's horrific when you rewind it backwards. So you're saying that there is a person who's watching your youtube video like one level higher um, right on the uh existential it's like plane. he doesn't even know what the fuck is about to happen right now well like i only know he's got two seconds left before i'm going to see a pringles ad and then get another one of these <laughs> exactly yeah but in life but in retro but it's different in retrospect like in right. retrospect is one I, do you thing ever do that but though in, when you're like right before a terrible thing happens to you you know exactly what your frame of mind was and exactly like oh yeah where you like where what mood you were in and what you were thinking about, what you thought you were going to do next right before mm-hmm. that bad thing happened. And then, well, like, and also I when know. I have the same for when a really terrible situation is narrowly avoided, like in life, oh, of course, right, life, right, right. You, your brain re- records it in the same way, right? even if it actually was totally fine and nothing ended up terrible right, right. happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, but yeah, I think, I do think stuff like recorded music and video content and things like that, um, because you're paying attention to everything on an incredibly micro scale, like in life, you walk around doing things and like, you're going to, I'm going to walk from here to there. So you're not focusing on every single footstep. You're just focusing on going to get there and like right. maybe you're seeing things happen in between, but it's incidental. Whereas in a movie or a piece of music or something, the whole point of it is that you're essentially watching every frame. Like you're listening to every beat. Um, and you know, uh, you several beats of a song can occur in one second, depending on the tempo, um, which, you know, potentially, which is crazy uh, because nothing in life happens in that amount of time. But you can communicate a lot of information in video or audio that way. Um, 
as in the Idle Thumbs podcast, which obviously squeezes every podcast. <laughs> squeezes every last microsecond out of its running time. But, but I, know, I, I think about that a lot when I play games like Spelunky because in Spelunky, the so I, I'm increasingly of the opinion that Spelunky is is really one of the greatest the, games of all time. It is. It's one of the great games. It it fucking is. Okay. I'm not kidding. No, I, I, I'm not. I don't want to say things like the greatest because it's meaningless. Like I don't. I don't care about. That. But I'll, like, I'll stop short and say the great. No, I'm saying great. I think is a meaningful thing. No, to I think say. it's absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a great game. Like it's it's a truly it's a capital G great game. Like it's top ten. I, I don't fucking know, but like top game. Remo's top ten. Go. In no particular order. <laughs> Fuck off. Worst. Okay. Spelunky, maybe. Um, but but no, I think this game is get it, Adam. Is worthy. It's like. Worthy of serious, uh, like, thought and consideration, like, if you're making games that have any element of, like, randomness or interlocking systems in them. Because none of the individual systems in this game are ambitious at all, really. Like, they're super simple, but they interact with each other in such just preposterously interesting, deep ways. Like, I'm just... I, I'm really only playing that game once a day. Sometimes I do an additional one after the daily challenge, like right. just because I'm like I die real quick and I want to get some more out of it. But for the most part, I'm playing one to two games a day, um, which you know at the level I am, which is which is kind of I would say intermediate, um, not too far above beginner, I guess, but like somewhere in the, in the intermediate range. Like that means my runs are like I don't know, 15 minutes, uh, often shorter, rarely longer, and uh, so I'm not. That's one actually one of the reasons I'm not progressing in skill very much is because I'm just not playing right. enough to like really do it. But even then, even you're not taking it seriously. I'm not taking it super seriously, no. But but I but there even even in that kind of like um you know like intramural level of like engagement, uh, I'm still learning things all the time, and like I'm incredible surprising things will still happen like just combinations that i've never seen before and like surprising results of things that are new uh it's just amazing i it's i don't know it's crazy i don't know if derek you could have consciously set out to make something that uh and like i think andy hall i think is the other guy the programmer designer guy like i don't know if those guys could have set out to make something this well conceived I don't know how you would uh, – mm-hmm. maybe they did. They also had two shots at it because, Derek, you did the first Game it's Maker true. version. So I think that it's he true. probably did that and said, oh, OK. And then they must have – they went probably deep right. on it because yeah. the Splunky on XBLA was in development for like over a year, I think, at mm-hmm. least, which yeah. is a lot for a, a remake. Yeah, it's true. No, I mean it's – it's yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's the case. But yeah, this game's good. It's funny seeing Nick Brecken like start to come to this realization too, because he <laughs> he get, he played that game for like a week, and he's like, "This is stupid. This game sucks. Its controls are shitty, and like hitboxes are dumb, and like I just die all the time." Uh, and then like last last he loves hearing this. Whatever, I mean, he doesn't care. Last night he's not listening. He he finally he got to the jungles I think for the first time, and I had his first I think good run that wasn't just complete bullshit death in like the first right. or second level um and i think he it, he just finally got it and it's like once that game starts to kind of reveal itself to you it's really remarkable mm-hmm. it's just really amazing it's a really incredible piece of work in yesterday's uh daily challenge mm-hmm. i accidentally <clears throat> killed the first maybe it was the day before killed the first uh shopkeeper mm-hmm 
And then that just changes the whole oh, yeah. rest of your experience. Oh, it totally does. Yeah. Yeah. Like taking the taking the idol and causing the boulder, like killing shopkeepers, like certain things right. will just ripple. Yeah. And sometimes one of those causes that you know, sometimes right. taking the idol kills the shopkeeper and then that or doesn't kill him. I went to three more situation. boards with shopkeepers. Oh, yeah, after they get me. pissed. They stay pissed. But man. Yeah. Well, it's crazy too to see how high the skill ceiling on this game is. Spoilers fucking impossibly high. Right. Um if because if you watch guys like uh, uh, like Jason Killingsworth or uh, like Anthony Birch on the Splunky Explorers Club, um, they just like take out shopkeepers. Like it's just what they do. They just fucking take them out, and it's just it's crazy to see because yeah. they just do nuts of things. Yeah, um, it's such a good game. Anyway, so I didn't answer that guy's question at all. Sorry, I just talked no, about Splunky. It made us talk about weird stuff. Um, Alec Frazier, Benjamin Borden, James Andrews, uh, Doctor James Andrews, the famed. Athlete, uh, nope. orthopedist John Lewis uh. Swain, Jamie Altman, Scott Markwell, David Sugu, David Bator, John Shapiro, um, Richard Dahlman, Jay Imhoff, and about 30 people on Twitter have robot news, <laughs> even Adam. Former Even, roommate Adam yeah. had robot news this week. This robot news is so listen to the podcast. that I don't know what to talk about. A guy about. who does not listen to the podcast had robot <laughs> news. Said robot news. Yeah. Um, What's going on in the world of robots? You know what? I didn't click on any of them. Killer cats. What, really? The makers of the big dog have now made a cat called the wild cat that can run. Wild with an eye? Yes. Okay. Wild with an eye. Good, good. Well, I mean, you know. You never know, yeah. I actually, don't know. Here's a fact. I don't know the ground speed of the Wildcat. I think it's 18 miles per hour. Okay, that's that, fast. Yeah. That's Usain Bolt. It can run 18 miles an hour, and it can also round turns, and it it's does crazy. it by... It's crazy. It's Usain Bolt. Yeah, it does it by, like, galloping. Yeah, it's crazy to watch. You should watch the video. It's nuts. So... Like, the slow motion of it rounding a corner is like, oh, what I fucked? feel like the bandwidth of robot news is shortening. Like, just it's robot news, and then, like, seven days later, breakthrough in robot <laughs> right, news. Let's watch this. Yeah, like, right. that's, it's, that's yeah. troubling. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course it sounds like a fucking beat. Jake's new fucking ringtone. <laughs> oh, it sounds like revving it's a car. It's not doing anything. Okay, it sounds no, like no, revving no, 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 it just, like, just looks really excited. Yeah, no, it's, it's, not, it's just hopping around. It's, it's not doing say, anything, dude. Up. Whatever. I'm not worried about those things coming after us. <laughs> It's in a ba- uh, well. It's 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 it sees you. It's in a little bit of a trot. Oh, there's that human being. <laughs> it's it's this <that's... laughs> galloping. No, that's faster than I would like anything to go. But it can't course correct. Yeah, it can. Wow, that's a full gallop. Yeah, that's anyway. pretty good. That's pretty good. So it actually just looks like a fucking horse. Oh. There's the there's the Boston Dynamic slow mo that yeah. you crave. Oh my god, that's just Mirror Bridge's fucking horse yeah, image. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that was good radio right there. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, check it oh, out. Oh, sorry. We're is gonna, it trip? We, we might have to cut this. No, it does worse things. This is when it falls. When it does like the the. Um, it looks like it lost a leg there. Just wait for the um, like Olympic swimming flip turn move. No. Oh my god! It's fine. Okay, so for our readers at home, it drops its front legs and just scrapes its chin on the ground and then does a full 180. Yeah. It doesn't care. No? Okay. So, there. So how the... 
Yeah, you, is this, your point about the like decreasing half life of robot news. Exactly. Like, it's yeah. It's basically Moore's law as applied to robotics, aka we're fucked in five years. Right. If the camera like zooms out and there's just two robots filming this robot, and then it zooms <laughs> right. out one more, and it's just another robot editing the video of this robot, and then there's yeah, another the, robot the uploading it to YouTube. Boston Dynamics actually is just it's just robots. robots. <laughs> <laughs> We've been sitting here wondering when they're going to learn to make other robots, and they're like, dude, we've been putting these on YouTube yeah, for a oh, fucking oh, year. Oh, always, oh, always remember, oh. the footage you're seeing is a year old. Right. <laughs> oh, so Boston Dynamics has actually been replaced by robots. The actual, yeah. the robots will upload the video of the Boston Dynamics office with just 20 dead guys. <laughs> just rotten year-old corpses. A year old. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the director who directed District 9? Uh, Blomkamp? Yeah. Yeah, Neil Blomkamp, yeah. His videos that he made like <laughs> 10 years ago or 8 years ago, the ones that were before yeah. District 9, all looked like Boston Dynamics videos, but they were f- fictional. Like it was just a weird sort of steel cage circuit board robot that moves all realistically and was shot by a handheld documentarian. Are you presupposing that Neil Blomkamp is also a robot? No, I was just I, – I wasn't going to go that far, but I, just, I liked be. those movies a lot because – or the those shorts. Like they were, they were fascinating mm-hmm. because they looked so real. And they're completely out of date. It's crazy to me that that is the case. It's that, I don't know. That reminds me. Have you guys seen the like teaser videos for Frictional's new game Soma? No, no. Because Remember you brought this they're up. They're kind of like that. They're like it's weird. They're live action, which you know is kind of goofy, but they look really convincing because they don't go for like full on video game FMV bullshit. Like they're just it's two videos so far, and each one is just a person in a room. It's like a scientist. And she has like a crazy, weird, just nutso looking machine that she's trying to like experiment on to figure out like what it is. Like I, I, I don't know exactly what the context of this is, but presumably whatever organization she's part of has like recovered these crazy pseudo robotic uh, devices and she's trying to like interact with them and like just weird shit happens. And like they're really uh, – I don't know. They're is it like primer or something from how you're describing? Yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It it's kind of like primer or okay. something in the vi- in the vibe a little bit. Uh, but I like the I like how restrained they are, and I hope. I mean, I, I just, obviously the game's not going to have any of that FMV stuff in it. So knowing that that's the case, unfortunately, <laughs> presuming you know, assuming that's the case, um, it's a pretty good like tone setter for just knowing those guys actually know how to make a real video game. Um, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good little teaser. You, you say that till in the third one, you start hearing the piano uh, from the Donnie Darko arrangement of, of Mad World come in. <laughs> Gross. And then the footage cuts to like 300 <laughs> frames a second slow mo of her interfacing with this machine. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the URL of it so I can tell people where to go. Okay. But it's called it's called Soma. It just I can't search for that here from San Francisco because that's the name of one of our neighborhoods. So it just Google thinks I want other things. Oh, good. Thanks, Google. Yeah. Oh. Stupid fact. Not actually a fact. Um, I apologize if I pronounced your name incorrectly when reading off the robot roll call. Um, mm-hmm. Also, sorry if you were a person who wrote me with robot news and I did not say your name. But, like, everyone everyone saw that cat. So, yeah. Oh, the website is nextfrictionalgame.com. Smart. It's easy enough. They probably registered that before they shared the name. We should probably get next nextfrictionalgame.com <laughs> or frictionalgameafterthat.com. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want that, you should probably get it at hover.com slash wizard. Yeah. That's still, we, keep, we keep sending people to that URL. I know. I'm hoping because Hover will hear this. Yeah. 
come, ba- come back to sponsor. us. Although we love our current sponsor, audiblepodcast.com slash wizard. Yeah, they're we wonderful. Do. Hover, it's, come back to us. It's worth pointing out, though, that you still get 10% off of that. Yeah, hover it still URL. works. We're we still don't get anything from it. But <laughs> I use it all the time. I use it all the time for 10% off. But uh, yeah. yeah, audiblepodcast.com slash wizard is where it's really at this yeah. week. Mm-hmm. That's the choice URL. Choicest. Mm-hmm. We have anything else? Oh, oh, I'm sure we do. Do we? We can do one more reader mail. Yeah, let's do one more. While you're looking, congratulations to my sister who got engaged yesterday. Yeah, congratulations. Aww. Love you, Siobhan. She, she doesn't listen me. to this. I know. But if the one that she does, she'll know She's that like, I, I wonder if Siobhan talked about me getting engaged that week. Oh. Mm-hmm. I did. Then you'll get a text like an emoji heart. She's marrying that guy that uh, they have the two 61-inch projection TVs next to each other and played 120-inch... Red Dead? Red Dead. Yeah. Remember when I told you about that? Yeah. Here, They're here. In love. I, uh, here, here. Here, here. Cecil Philpot writes... Um, uh, I like... C- Cecil's a good name. I yeah, like that name a lot. Good. I'm grateful to fellow reader Ronald Hayden for attempting to set the record straight on Ursula Le Guin's literary output. There's been a lot of back and forth about this. I know. There's one more back and forth here. However, Le Guin has indeed written many books intended specifically for children and adolescents, and her Wizard of Earthsea series, insert wizard sample here, is equally appealing to younger and older readers. So Chris's impression of her work is not baseless. Gotta clear my name here. Furthermore, I would argue that Le Guin is ultimately a writer of anthropological fiction. In other words, she creates fantasy and science fiction worlds not to explore alternate past or futures, but to, con- con- ugh, but to contemplate possible cultures, different ways of knowing and being in the world. For instance, The Left Hand of Darkness follows the struggles of a human envoy to comprehend family and social arrangements among a hermaphroditic spe- species. Her other Hugo and Nebula award-winning novel, The Dispossessed, documents the cultural clash between a peaceful anarchist society on an impoverished planet and their capitalist neighbors on a resource-rich world. Uh, as San Francisco residents, you should check out Le Guin's challenging but rewarding work, Always Coming Home, which imagines a people deeply rooted in the natural environment of California. Her fiction was likely influenced by her parents, the noted cultural anthropologists and authors Alfred and Theodora Kroeber. Thanks, as always, for the entertaining discussions of all things literary and ludic Cecil. Is there a chance, though, that when this first came up, you were actually thinking about Madeline Langle, the author of A Wrinkle in Time? No, there wasn't, okay. because I have made that mistake in the past. Okay. Like, in you know, years ago. So now I'm always careful not to not okay. to confuse this. But yeah, that, that actually, we had additional... Uh, there were other people who said on Twitter, oh, I think she wrote A Wrinkle in Time. And, like, I guess this is an incredibly common misconception to make. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. Not her. Cool. <clears throat> Well, uh... a lot of updates, a lot of clarifications, a lot of news. Mm-hmm. Thanks, readers. Just making sure you're updated and clear on everything mm-hmm. and informed about the news. Idle thumbs. Idle thumbs. Making the most of every beat. 